0: Welcome everybody, today is July 16th, 2020. I'm Mike. And I'm Brian. And this is what got our attention. So, uh, before we start, as we typically do, um, what have you guys been playing? What have you been playing this week? I know I, we've been talking a lot about Satisfactory, which that has totally been a thing that I won't even mention anymore because it's getting ridiculous at this point. Uh, I mean, but I actually did check out Raft this week too, so that was awesome.
1: I mean, I don't think we have to not mention it because it is ridiculous and it keeps getting more ridiculous the more we play it. And it keeps becoming a bigger and bigger time sink. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. um, So another thing that I've actually been playing this week, too, uh, was it's actually what we me and my my wife, we consider our cleaning uh, game and uh, it's Civilization six. So we used to play Civ five. Now we're playing Civ six. And it's a great, uh, it's a turn-based game, it's a strategy game, it's, uh, it's if you're familiar with, like, Settlers of the Catan, like a tabletop game, along with, like, almost, like, Man and Conquer style, uh, where you're kind of taking over people's uh, property, essentially. Um, but with Civilization, if you ever played it, there's there's multiple ways to win. Like, you don't have to, to kill everybody, you can um, win by culture, you can win by going to Mars first, um, you can win by spreading the religion, um, you can do all kinds of different things like that. But one of the, the joys about the game is that it's turn-based, so... Uh, it'll be my turn. I will play my turn out do whatever I need to do and while I'm playing she's out cleaning doing something uh, And then once I'm done with my turn she comes over she starts playing and then I'm cleaning something And typically what happens is we end up cleaning the whole house And we don't even realize that <laughs> we've been cleaning all day. We just been playing video games. So it's it's pretty awesome I would recommend it uh, 10 out of 10 definitely recommend doing that it's pretty-
1: Okay, so yeah, you were saying cleaning game. I was thinking like pallet cleanser like something in between some games to like kind of reset yourself. You actually mean cleaning the house clean and that.
0: And that literally is also what we do, because I mean, it does. It's uh, like I said, I've been playing a lot of like Satisfactory, some raft and uh, you know, other things in between. But this is kind of a game that we can really sink our time in. And it's really neat. And uh, I just found out they actually have it available on Switch as well. Um, the version's a little different, but it's also neat because now not only do we have to clean the play, we can also play <laughs> in bed, which is
1: great. So <laughs> Not only do we have to clean to play, it's almost yeah. like it's your reward in between doing things. That's it really cool. is.
0: I mean, it, it's great. Like I said, it makes it makes cleaning a whole lot better. And uh, I definitely recommend it.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty cool All way.
0: Right. So uh, let's go ahead and get into the news, Brian, once you got to that. Uh,
1: hey, I've been playing games too. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Good point.
0: You can talk about your no, games I, too.
1: No, uh, besides uh, sinking much more time into Satisfactory, um, picked up uh, Watch Dogs 2. Uh, if, uh, people right. were available to get it for the short time, both during their announcement and short time afterwards, uh, people were able to get it for free. Uh, I wasn't I actually picked it up and paid for it, but I mean, it was, it was on sale anyway, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, and just started playing it very much an open world game. Uh, you know, very much shades of GTA in, in, in some of it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of fun. Uh, it's, it's got its own little quirks with the hacking. Um, not that far into it. The skill tree for the hacking looks kind of interesting. It looks like you can get a, some intriguing skills that will like, you know, change the world enough as you're going around it, that, uh, it's going to have that other little spin on it that, uh, you, you know, normally wouldn't get in another open world game, uh, but pretty right. much only those two this week. Uh, actually, our first news story, uh, very much yes, is Ubisoft related, but not. You know, I. It's a it's, bummer it's always... that that we we keep having like some bad news on here, but at the same time. It's almost like I'm uh, you're know, obligated to talk about some of this stuff because that's what's going on. And, it, right. and a lot of these things are important things.
0: Uh, what's Ubisoft, crazy is because last week we were just talking about the Ubisoft Ford, which you were just mentioning about where you get Watch Dogs 2 from.
1: Yeah, exactly. And before the forward even happened, because the forward was Sunday, uh, this kind of broke uh, Wednesday, Thursday. So it was still kind of early while we were doing the podcast last week but a, um, a I believe it was a French news source, uh, French Canadian or French France, I'm not sure which, but I think it was French Canadian, um, kind of broke this information about uh, continued sexual harassment allegations within Ubisoft itself. And it ends up going deeper than that. I mean, it's sexual harassment, it's literally physical abuse, mental abuse, uh, you know, um, just people in positions of power doing things they shouldn't be doing. And, uh, it was the, the allegations were so widespread. Uh, apparently they had been, you know, people have been talking to HR and HR themselves, uh, was either sweeping it under the rug or turning a blind eye or something, which and is also unfortunate, which is very unfortunate. And it ended up being so much that within essentially a day of this breaking. And of course, all the rest of the news sites and journalists, you know, like picking up on this, uh, they had major people within their organization that had stepped down and or quit. Uh, There was, there was their chief creative officer, the number two guy in the company, and, uh, Sergei and I, and I'm, I apologize if I mess up his last name kind of don't, because it sounds like he was involved in this somehow allegedly, right. but Sergey uh, Hasco, uh, he resigned from his position. Uh, he is no longer with the company. He was, he was a person that from reportedly had kind of brought Ubisoft into the open world gaming era. Uh, he was one of the main, he was like the main driving force in so many things creative in Ubisoft. And it's just so weird. Uh, it, literally, people referred to him as untouchable. I don't know about you, but if they refer to somebody as untouchable, it's usually because they're not doing good things to begin with.
0: Yeah, I mean, that sounds almost like the Mafia, but like it's the Godfather or something, right?
1: Right. And... I mean, that that itself is concerning right there. Uh, But also the head of H.R. for uh, pretty much all of uh, Canada um, had also stepped down and the head of all of the studios in Canada, Canada wide studios, which is multiple of them, uh, they they also stepped down as well. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, so, you know, Yanis Mele, the managing director of Ubisoft's Canadian studios, he's going to step down. Uh, and then the HR person, some of them, they said, step down and left the company. Other ones, they just said, step down. So who knows if they're still like on a board of directors or somehow Mm -hmm. related, uh, it's, it's unclear. Uh, and you know, Ubisoft made a statement and, and, you know, talked about some of this stuff. Uh, the CEO uh, Yves Guillemot, Guillemot, I think is how you say it. Uh, again, I apologize. I'm, French is not my strong suit. Uh, Mine either. <laughs> yeah. He had basically said, hey, th- these are not things I support. Uh, these are things I actively work against. And that he wants, He's he says he's personally taking charge in making sure that the investigations continue. Because there's other people under investigation. And, in in the order of over a dozen is, is what I heard, um, that he's going to continue to clean house. Uh, and it's kind of interesting because it's like not all of the people step down are necessarily instigators or people that were doing these actions. It could be that some of the people stepped down because they should have stopped the stuff when they heard about it. You know, the head of HR, the head of the man, the, the head of the, Um, studios Canada-wide, you know, we don't know what their role is in it, whether they were doing stuff or whether they were just hiding stuff. Um, But if you're having somebody step down because they should have known that, like, you're you're stepping down because this happened on your watch, well, what about the CEO himself? I mean, there's a question there. Um,
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's always... It's always unfortunate when you find out a certain person or a certain group of people have done, you know, whatever the act may be, of, you know, sexual, some sort of allegations, harassment, whatever. Um, but you always have those other people who are still you know, guilty by association, essentially, it's especially like when you have HR, like somebody who's supposed to be the, the person that's supposed to help um, in case anything like this does happen. And they're the ones keeping their mouth shut, too. And it's like, well, at what point? Are you just part of the, the problem, the crime? You know, like, what, what is it that's going to take to get that across?
1: Yeah, and it's like, what type of HR are you? Are you the HR that's there to protect the employees? Or are you the HR that's that there to protect the company? And, well, I mean, he
0: wasn't touchable, so sounds like it was... I think we figured that yeah, one for out.
1: The, for the chief creative officer, yeah. Um, and all of this happened before the Ubisoft Forward event, which was their digital event to talk about games coming up. Uh, so a lot of people that were getting ready to watch this were actively thinking, OK, so, you know, they've they've got to talk about this beforehand, right? You know, yes, they pre-record. I mean, everybody knows that, you know, something like this, you know, like like Nintendo Directs and stuff like that. I mean, that isn't live. It's pre-recorded. Right. Thank, thank you, Janet play. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But hey, we got YouTube out of it, so that's
1: good. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're going to play. Re- so, I mean, obviously, you know, that stuff's pre-recorded, but uh, Ubisoft actually went to Twitter and said, Ubisoft Ford comes during a time of big internal change. Well, that's an understatement. Uh, yeah. Because of all the content has been pre-recorded, we wanted to recognize that the issues we're currently dealing with won't be addressed directly in the show, we will still have significant work to do or are committed to do this, committed to this process. We will provide more updates soon. And and that was it. It was just in Twitter. So no one actually watching the event would have known or heard anything. And I, I kinda it it almost ends up being worse for them PR-wise to do it that way because all they had to do is had the CEO quickly like sit in front of a camera and take 20 seconds to say, listen, we know some things are going on and we're working on that. Uh, We will continue to try to be the company that you expect us to be on this. Because in all reality, uh, you know, these these are the people, it didn't even have to be the CEO. They could have just done a bunch of text on the screen uh, in English and French, since, you know, you're talking about French Canada here have to be both languages, uh, but they could have done some text on the screen. At least said something quickly, and they could have put that video up before the other video that was pre-recorded. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have been that like, difficult. Video
0: could just be like you said, text. Like it's it's it only takes like you know fifteen seconds more of your video live stream, which is you know your yeah. time, so it doesn't matter.
1: And you would think that they would do this because these are the this is the same company that in twenty fifteen. And, well, prior to twenty fifteen, they had something similar on their games, but in twenty fifteen, they changed what was, you know, their disclaimer before the start of their Assassin's Creed games, and said, "Inspired by historical events and characters, this work of fiction was designed, developed, and produced by a multicultural team of various beliefs, sexual orientations, and gender identities."
0: Right.
1: Now they they had added on the sexual orientations and gender gender identities in 2015, prior prior to that, they didn't have that particular portion of it. But I mean, this company that was forward thinking then, five years ago to say that, and then now when they're dealing with internally problems like that, and they don't think of like, hey, maybe we should put a quick disclaimer that, hey, we're working on this ourselves in further forward event. And they kind of drop the ball there as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong, the the time, like you said, with between Ubisoft forward and this announcement, this literally dropped. I think it was like Friday afternoon. uh, I think when I messaged you and I was like, hey, did you check this out? Yeah, like this is insane. Yeah, uh, especially coming with the event coming up this weekend. So I mean, they they had they had a little bit of time. I mean, just not much, but yeah. Just for a little quick, quick blip, you know, just to be like, hey, we understand when, you know, we we are addressing this or whatever. uh, And you'll know more later that that could have been all it took. It wasn't going to take like creative team to like build a, a nice like you know teaser trailer or like some kind of b reel to do.
1: Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, the Twitter came out at eleven oh two, July twelfth. So, yeah. uh and that that was the day of the forward. But they knew about it. Like you said, Thursday, Friday, it would not have taken creative team much more than an hour to set something up.
0: Well, not to mention they we knew on Friday, but they would have known before that. So they could have definitely had all of this prepared to move forward with it.
1: Absolutely. I'm looking forward for it.
0: They move forward with it. Yes.
1: <laughs> Amusingly enough, I'd wrote that in my show notes as well.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm glad I didn't read them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in other news and somewhat similar to our, uh, our real life, it's not as serious as you could say, but, um, along with protesting, uh, we do have, um, a different shed of light on protesting in, a, in the form of online gaming um so red dead redemption 2 um has been online now for uh for probably quite some time now uh it's been uh since it's been released on pc obviously it's been picked back up people are starting to like really want to play it and uh, even even i have done some uh it's a little bit of like dabbling in the online role play type aspect of of being like a western person and uh but they're um there's actually a group of, um, well, not a group of people, I would say, it's just most of the fans, because it's been a, several months since the last time that, uh, what do you call it, Rockstar has put out an update for Red Dead Redemption Online. They put out the Moonshiners seven update, seven months, yeah. Um, it's, it, they put out the Moonshiner update, which was kind of interesting because, I mean, I've played online, and if you've played online, uh, without really getting into the higher levels of, like, the, the really good heist and the good things you can do, it's a lot of just, like, robbing. Stage cars. I mean, it's this mission. Just rob a stage car. Next mission. Guess what? You're robbing a stage car. So when they released the Moonshiners update, it was kind of like a, a little bit of like a breath of fresh air. Plus, it introduced that whole bootlegging aspect of it. Um, but since then, they really haven't done anything since. So uh, what happened is recently, uh, there's a subreddit called Red Dead Fashion, and um, they they were they were going to be holding uh, events like like a like a almost like a fashion show, I guess you could say. And uh, they had their first ever one in St. Denis uh, on there, but since of all this was happening, uh, they decided that the people started wearing uh, the clown outfits because they felt like, uh, as they said, they said, since we're all clowns for believing we'll get an update, it's fitting that we dress up as them in the game too. And uh, it's, they're called the Traveling Circus Fashion Contest. So it's uh, so everybody has now been flooding the online world of just wearing all these clown outfits, the stuff that they're protesting with. But it's within game content. Um, they're not like hacking the game or anything. They're just literally wearing the clothes that game has you know, given them to do. So it's it's uh, it's kind of interesting to see how the way that they're protesting. And, and a lot of people think it's you know, and it's it's because if you think about Rockstar, they have uh, GTA uh, 5 online right so they' they've, people have been playing that I mean I, I remember playing it on Xbox originally I bought it on an Xbox then I bought it on PC eventually uh, and I played online for a long time a on PC as well so it's there's there's a lot and, and if you know back in the history of GTA online there was the whole shark card where people started you know they introduced like their own currency so you could start buying in-game assets uh, to get the right pinhouses and the things. Um, one of the things that actually kind of turned me off on that was the, the, the hacker level of hackers that kept going out and they kept trying to, to reduce that. And it was the point where they were just taking money from you, even if you weren't even a hacker, like if you've been given money, uh, they weren't just taking the money that was given to you. They were taking the money that you earned in game as well. And that was kind of the thing. And I'm like, what, but they, well, all they wanted to do is push the shark card. Like, oh, if you want to you know, be able to do these things, well, here's a shark card. And uh, but I mean it's it's known that Rockstar's obviously got a cash cow. I mean this is this is the Skyrim, right? Of the online kind of uh, adventure game type thing. But it's it's the ultimate you know lifestyle too. Like you're playing a game that you could pretty much do anything. You know.
1: Well, that's um, that's one it, of the things is because um, you said like we were talking about seven months since they've been since they've done an update on this for Red Dead Online. it, it only came out May of last year. It's just over a year it's been out, and it's been seven months from since an update. That's a ridiculous amount of time. They like it. Almost sounds like they've literally supported this thing for like five months. Well, okay, let's say seven months, uh, and then almost it's almost like they've dropped it. I mean, GTA Online was a slow burn. It started slow, Absolutely. and 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 eventually you know, they kept adding stuff to it and people liked it and people kept playing it more and more and more. And, and it became massive, massive. Like, uh, the earnings for it in 2019, like August, 2019 was almost half a billion dollars just from GTA online. And it, you know, it netted them, um, you know, in the, in the years prior to that, a billion dollars, it was amazing. Uh, yeah. 40, 40% of their earnings, uh, essentially, just from GTA online. So you would think that they would have already figured out, hey, you know, we got to make this much content and we got to like get heists out there or, you know, I mean, heists in GTA, but the equivalent, you know, you have similar in Red Dead. Right. You know, they, they should have been able to create this content and had it slowly peter out uh, over time to be able to like build the same steam because they had already built GTA online, they, they knew how to do it. And it's right. crazy that they're still not supporting red dead online the same way.
0: And that's the thing. And, it, and it's, it's kind of disappointing because of the fact that, you know, the first original red dead, you know, a lot of people wanted the online aspect because they knew GTA, they were like, man, that would be great. But there wasn't a way to do that. So when red dead two was announced and it was online and obviously, you know, everybody went crazy and and like you're saying, it's, it's, You know, GTA five literally broke all the records of like most grossing game ever. Right. They were in the billions and and that was just releasing the game. That's not even talking about the online content Mm -hmm. their shark cards and everything going forward. And and like I said, I bought it on Xbox originally and then on PC later after probably a year or so, uh, I bought it again. I I bought it for a reduced price. It was on sale or something. But it was uh, basically, you know, I had new content. I had new things to do. I could you know sell drugs now. I could build my own (laughs) operation. I could be my own Walter White, essentially. But uh, it was, you know, with that. But like I said, I played Red Dead. Being that it had already been out for almost a year on uh, Xbox and place or PlayStation or whatever it was, and then they finally got it to PC. You know, I expected when I bought it on PC that they, you know, they'd probably have some of that stuff fleshed out. And they'd have some extra content. And and like I said, after playing it, I mean, I made my own content by doing role play, right? But mm-hmm. just playing the actual content online with just my friends, like it literally was like, here's a heist. Okay, well here's here's a bank uh, train robbery or uh, a cart robbery and then we're going to do another crane, uh, cart robbery and it's like how many cart robberies do I have to do yep. before I just like stop playing I'm and doing yeah, the same I thing
1: again
0: yep So and I get, it's, I uh, get they got to start stuff.
1: slow but seven months with no update seems ridiculous for a company that size that is making that kind of money off this stuff uh, yeah. it's, you would think that they would want to build Red Dead Online to the same level of cash cow that that GTA Online is,
0: but yeah.
1: apparently not.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously it's already been announced that they're working on GTA 6, so I'm sure that's probably where most of the focus is because they already know they have a cash cow. Why not have another cash cow? Well, yeah. uh, they already have a cash cow in Red Dead if they, if they wanted it. They just, I don't know, they don't want to do that.
1: Yeah, well, moving forward, We've got uh, Microsoft, let us know, uh, they, they've been working on Project X Cloud for a while. And Project X Cloud is the concept of, you know, streaming your games off of uh, either a server farm or even your own Xbox, even uh, to your phone or tablet or other device. Uh, you can literally play the game on your phone. Now, streaming games is that, that's not a new concept. Uh, And I don't mean us streaming and people watching us play games. I mean, literally streaming the game to a device that wouldn't normally be able to run it. So, you know, having your phone play Red Dead Redemption 2, for instance. Um, You know, NVIDIA has had theirs out there and they've uh, had some uh, uh, problems with it (laughs) with some of the developers and publishers. Uh, But... The Xbox one was very interesting because it solved a couple of problems because you owned your games on your Xbox or or at least you own the license, but we won't go into EULA's here. And so all they were doing is like, oh, well, you're going to stream your own games that you already own to your device. And so Microsoft just recently announced that in September, they're going to go ahead and launch Project X Cloud And it's going to be included free for everyone that has Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, And Game Pass Ultimate is where um, you're able to get and play a set of free games on your Xbox and even on your PC, including every first-party Microsoft game that gets released for Xbox. So already, the games you quote-unquote own uh, is inflated by that right there. Uh, obviously it has to be something that is compatible with, uh, this project X cloud. Uh, it's, uh, you know, like 15 bucks a month for the subscription. Uh, and, and they probably are going to have other ways that you can subscribe to that. They're just initially starting in September to having it free to those that have, uh, the game pass ultimate. Uh, also interestingly, they said, Hey, by the way, we're not going to be calling it Project X Cloud. That's just what we're calling it for right now. We don't have a final game yet. Uh, we may pay, we may call it Game Pass Streaming. We're not sure yet. And that's actually from Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, that uh, said that. Uh, one of the interesting things is that they are promising more than 100 Xbox Game Pass titles will be playable on a phone or tablet. When the streaming service launches in September, it's just a couple months away. Yeah, so literally like, <laughs> yeah. So there is a whole bunch of people that as long as you have a controller that is compatible with your phone, or, right. That, um, who knows if they're going to be able to do touch. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of details on it yet, but definitely a Bluetooth enabled controller, which the newer Xbox controllers do have Bluetooth in them. Right. Um, you'll be able to, they actually have a, um, clip that uh, you know device that clips onto your controller and holds your phone right up in front of the controller Uh, so you can just like carry the controller around and it's holding your phone and everything and you can just play the game right there like that Um, it it is a streaming service and because of that it very much is going to be of the concerns that streaming services have which you know there's a little bit more latency it has to render everything it has to send you down the video and then you're pressing a button in reaction to a video not the actual game itself but a video and then that button press goes back to the server so some games uh, are going to be more playable than others Um, but you know it seems like that this streaming service is taking care of some of the other problems that other streaming services aren't You know, NVIDIA with their streaming service, they had the problem where they're like, oh, everything that's in your Steam account, you can play. And then the publishers, for some strange reason, were saying, nope, nope, we didn't give license to do that. And which is really weird because all NVIDIA was doing was spinning up a virtual server that had you logging into your Steam account and playing your Steam game on that server so you would have, think that this would all be okay but for some reason they had a problem and then stadia google stadia which looks fantastic but the problem is is in stadia you have to buy the stadia version of the game so you have to buy the game again uh sure they have pro and with pro you do get some games for free but uh you know, there's still the whole problem with buying some of your games again. I mean, like we are just talking, I've already purchased GTA twice. I mean, I don't right. want to buy it a third time on Stadia. So uh, they all have their pluses and minuses. Certainly one of the minuses with the Xbox Game Cloud is that you have to be in the Xbox infrastructure. You know, and if you wanted to play a PlayStation game, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're not going to be able to do that. You have to look at Sony's streaming solution which they'll be uh, obviously coming out with as well but uh yeah it's it's interesting that it's coming a lot quicker than i thought it would yeah um so
0: actually to roll into some good news <laughs> more of exciting news um we have actually an update from baldur's gate 3 that has been uh, announced earlier this year they uh actually I got an email from the developer uh they were giving us uh it's an update and uh, so if you don't Studios. subscribe yeah Lauren Studios if you don't uh subscribe to them then you probably wouldn't have gotten this but basically they just wanted to let us know that they're working obviously really busy working on their early access version of uh, Baldur's Gate 3 uh they've been uh taking a lot of feedback from you know us the, the players and also other people uh to try to get some kind of working uh, early game access uh, available for us um, and they've made clear that, you know, with the early access, they're still going to be using um, our feedback on the gameplay and what we're wanting as a player um, in the game as well, which is really neat. Um, they've also announced that uh, basically they, they're going to deploy the fifth edition of D&D, uh, so Dungeons & Dragon rules, so it's to be fifth edition and also class-based, so they'll talk about more of the classes later. Uh, the um, idea is they're implementing a newer system, a new fighting system. Uh, or it's still going to be turn based, but it's, it's going to be a little more um, like almost real time in a sense. Like people can play to like kind of do their turns together. So it doesn't take as much time. Um, Cause if you're familiar with like divinity Two, like it, uh, it can be really time crunching when you're waiting for, you know, the next person to go and you're kind of looking around kind of waiting. And um, when it finally gets to your turn, you know, it's like, you know, it takes some time to get there. They're also talking about. Yeah. It's working like, on some,
1: yeah, it's like, you know, uh, one of your characters goes and then an enemy goes, and then another one of your characters goes, and then maybe another character, and then the enemy goes, and it, it kind of splits stuff up. That's one of the things that I'm excited about Baldur's Gate 3 is that the enemy goes and then all of my characters go. So it, it's it's a lot more synergy where I can have like this character is gonna throw out an oil flask and then this character is gonna throw a torch into it and you know cause the oil to ignite. Uh, so I, I think there's a lot more strategy that's going to be involved with that as well.
0: Yeah, and that's what they mentioned too, is with that, uh, it's going to change the way the kind of the game plays out. Whereas you know the, the result of your initiative uh, role, um, you'll experience a different, this is what I'm reading from the actual article, you'll experience a different tactical uh, puzzle in each combat that really mixes everything up, but still allows you to react to the cards, in quotes, uh, that you're dealt. And they said uh, there are literally no cards. Uh, sorry, MTG fans. So <laughs> there you go. Not going to happen. Not, not a card game yet. Uh, but yeah, they said a lot of the, the engine that they're using and stuff is going to make the, the animations a lot quicker and a lot more smooth. So that way they can, you know, it doesn't seem like you're taking a turn uh, each turn. Um, they've also mentioned in this article that or this, this news release that they're um, going to be like the stealth is going to be a, a big aspect of the game. Uh, it's going to be really based on your position in lighting so there's going to be like really dark lighting which you'll obviously have best um, stealth in versus like medium and light and then none and then uh the way that you uh, they said they're pretty excited about because by the way that we interact as our character if you know if we do something to interact the environment then the stealth will change as well so they're saying adding that aspect into where you can actually change the environment to also help your battle Uh, Like dousing
1: a torch so that you can create shadows and have more stealth,
0: Right. So it's uh, it looks like a really good update. They are uh, obviously super excited. These guys are always passionate with the work they do and uh, looking forward to seeing some new stuff with them.
1: Absolutely. Uh, The last article that we wanted to touch on was, uh, you know, kind of going back to the streaming services, talking (laughs) about Stadia yeah you know, yeah okay I, I said you know some of the negatives in stadia before um, uh, but we you know, wanted to talk about that you know a lot of people have been looking forward to stadia. it's it's backed by Google. you got a lot of good money back in it. Uh, it right. looked like their net code was really solid uh, and they you know had things like you know um, you know a wireless controller that was talking directly to the server so it wasn't like, going to your device and then from your device to the server. Uh, you know, they had a lot of good things like that. Well, just recently that Google announced that there's 16 new Stadia games coming. Five of them were exclusives, which is really cool. And they actually signed up several new studios uh, to be able to work with them, including the makers of rock band Harmonix. Now, OK, so. <laughs> I'm not so sure about the last one because Harmonix does rhythm games, so I'm going to be really interested to see how their netcode works with a rhythm game over a streaming game service. That that's going to be tricky. Now, if they can pull that off, you know they might get some more believers out of this.
0: Sounds like a new. Uh, so I don't know if you're familiar with their game, the Drop Mix. Oh, and, yeah, uh, that's oh, a good yeah. party game. So imagine taking to that to the next level where they've now integrated obviously with an iPad you have to play with like some sort of phone or something. But now being able to take that on a streaming level to where you can actually play some other level game. Um, but like in a rhythm sense that you said, like where there's no latency and everything's working on beat, uh, that could be, that could be something really neat. Or
1: something that's more friendly to latency, like you would think a drop mix might be. Um, or the new game, uh, Fuser, Fusion, I don't remember off the top of my head. Oh, darn it. I know it, Um, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, in addition, you know, Robot Entertainment uh, is in there and they're the makers of Orcs Must Die and they're actually going to do Orcs Must Die 3, which is going to be only on Stadia. And it's actually going to be part of their Stadia Pro package. So if you have Stadia Pro, it looks like that you won't actually have to purchase that game that, you know, you'll get it free as a game you can play. Very similar to, you know, like Xbox and Xbox Game Pass type things. Um, They're also working with a couple other studios like Uppercut Games who make City of Brass. That was a very interesting game that I demoed at one of the PAX's a while ago, uh, but haven't actually played much outside of that. So to be clear, they're working with Uppercut Games, not necessarily that City of Brass is coming. This is an unknown project that they're working on. Same with Supermassive Games. Supermassive Games is doing an unknown Stadia-only project for them Uh, in Supermassive is the ones that made Until Dawn, uh, which was a wonderful game uh, that I played on the PlayStation. Uh, So we're not sure what they're working on yet, but it looks like they actually got some exclusives are coming, and I think that might be one of the things that really helps them move this forward. Uh, They also talked about a lot of other games that are coming. Some of them are pre-existing games. You know, PUBG and Hitman 3 is coming in, uh, Hitman 3, an upcoming game, of course, um, and you know, Hitman 2, Series Sam 4, 2K Battlegrounds, uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Sorry, and you know, they just announced a whole bunch of games of existing and upcoming games that are going to be coming to this this platform. So it's going to be interesting because we got both the new consoles that are coming out, but we have the, all these streaming services that are going to be. All, you thought the console wars were bad. Uh, this is going to be really interesting to see how all of this plays out.
0: And the interesting part to me, as well as the other one that we're not talking about, is Nintendo. Uh, we still have the Nintendo Switch in the middle of that, where they've basically conquered both worlds. They still have a handheld device, and they still have a console. So that's also in the mix.
1: It'd be interesting if they came out with a streaming service, but I, I, Nintendo won't do it. Calling it right now, five years from now, Nintendo still won't have a game streaming service because they just don't understand the Internet and they're too afraid of the Internet as as it is to. I mean, they they have the
0: the, on the switch. You can play like the old games. You can pay like a a price to play all the old Nintendo games, the arcade or whatever, but uh, yeah, collection. But they'll do
1: emulation, but not game streaming. They're too afraid. Yeah, of that.
0: I, I don't I think. Yeah, I don't think they would want to do that. Well, uh, right now we're going to take a break. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, just take a break real quick. We're going to have a word from our sponsors. And we're back. So uh, we're going to be talking about our short attention span uh, news articles at this point. Uh, so we'll go ahead and start it off.
1: Sure. I want to talk about. OK, okay. disclaimer. This is not a gaming thing. In fact, when we were going over show notes for this, you know, Mike's sitting there going, so what's this got to do with gaming? <laughs> and it's, it's not a gaming thing. I get that. Uh, but check it out anyway. It's called Window Swap. Uh, and the whole concept behind Windows Swap is that these different people throughout the world, you yourself can do this. Uh, you can submit a view outside your window. And uh, you go to Windows Swap. And it just launches in your browser and you can full screen it and you can see these video views outside of somebody's window. Uh, and, and I was just I loved it. It was a great background thing. I mean, there was views of Australia and Germany and Italy and the Ukraine and Turkey and Israel and, you know, Bronx, New York and Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, you know, like all over, San Francisco, all over the place. You know, and some are better than the others. Uh, it was hilarious because there was a UK one that if you're paying attention to what's across the street and the businesses, you can actually figure out exactly what building that that camera is in (laughs) kind of doxing themselves. Um, but other than that, I mean, like, you know, some of them were like, you know, more inside the building you could see like their desk where they studied and did homework on. In fact, some of them, you can actually see the homework they're working on. Other ones are like just the window. Some of them are videos that are only like 30 seconds. Other ones are videos that uh, are like a loop of like 15 minutes. And again, you can submit your own. I love the one that was in Portugal and I was just watching it. And as I was watching it, this very dark van with blacked out windows, basically and a little bit longer than a normal van turns the corner and it's just driving really slow. And there's just, people walking behind it. And I'm just looking at that. And I'm like, I think that's a funeral procession. Uh, and it was just, you know, like I'm used to it in the States seeing a bunch of cars and their headlights on and stuff like that. And it was just like being able to see a little bit of this different culture and being able to see it just like kind of removed too. Like it's not so personal. You're not getting up in people's faces but just seeing like oh here's a little bit of culture that's going by something that i'm not used to with what a moment ago was very familiar because you saw a street with cars and people walking down it um you know it was it was very nice it was kind of moving liked it
0: cool yeah there's a there's a subreddit that i actually follow it's called wwtt and it's where was this taken and uh it's kind of similar to that they basically post just a i mean it's it's way more obscure i'm sure like it's literally a picture of like a Yard, maybe I don't know where in the world, but uh, I feel like I keep following that because I'm going to eventually see something that I know. Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's how I feel anyway. Uh, so our next uh, topic here, our next uh, headline we have is um, Overwatch has secretly removed uh, a noose from their game. So if you're familiar with Overwatch, uh, the character McCree, uh, which is basically like uh, a uh, Clint Eastwood uh, clone, essentially, um always had the, able, the ability to be able to provide his like tag which was like a, a noose uh, in the game and obviously right now with the times ren with uh, you know the black lives matter movement mm-hmm. along with uh, other just racially uh charged issues that are going on in the world i guess blizzard decided that it was the time to to take that out but the interesting part is they removed it without saying anything they haven't said anything yeah. publicly at all uh, all they've, all they've done is just removed it and they've actually replaced it instead of the noose, um, which I mean, going back to like the Western world, like I said, like a Clint Eastwood clone, like, you know, the noose, you always see that in Western movies and it, it is about, you know, being hanged, but it's not like the, it's not necessarily a racial thing, uh, sort of. Uh, but the point is they replace it with a, a horseshoe, like an upside down horseshoe, and it just says bad luck.
1: So, yeah, I think it's about time too. I mean, it is. It isn't the only spray. And for those that aren't familiar, the spray is is basically, um, you know, just a full color. It's like graffiti. Is is basically right. what it is. So a spray is like just this graffiti that while you're running along, you can whoosh, and you can just spray it right onto the wall as as you run by. And there are other ones that McCree had, obviously. Um, and you know, this this is kind of a this is really kind of like a PG game. Uh, you know. I mean, they're very, this is, there's not over amounts of gore and stuff. I'm so I think it's about time. I I think that's, that's nice that they remove that. Um, I do know that other people think that like, okay, so you remove that. Once you remove the police uniforms that diva and I forgot the other character. I think it's Bridget um, have because some of their uniforms while they're not U S police uniforms uh, could be considered like the over militarization of police So, yeah, there's something to be said there, too. uh, But definitely the news had to go. That's that's kind of ridiculous that it was in there this long. I'm glad they removed it, whether quietly or not. That's fine. at least they're not
0: uh, like the counter strike days where you could literally upload or tag yourself. I I mean, that was crazy. I used to be able to just tag like with my friends in Lampard. We would just tag things like we would take a picture of each other and then start adding things to the picture. So. Uh, At least we we don't have that level anymore.
1: (laughs) The average person on the Internet cannot be trusted to have that anymore. That it's we have gone (laughs) past those days.
0: Yeah, CS got rid of that long time ago.
1: (laughs) So what days we haven't gone past right now is necessarily physical media. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, I'll just download that game and stuff like that. Well, then there's Microsoft Flight Simulator, which is coming out again. Uh, They have a new version, a brand new version. Uh, And one of the big things is they're like, oh, yeah, like 4K level of maps, uh, you know, like really zoomed into the ground, uh, you know, satellite maps of everything, you know, unprecedented detail. Well, that detail takes up a little space. In fact, uh, pretty much to download and play the game is close to 100 gig, uh, which now that's not the biggest game, I mean. Even even like I think it's Call of Duty is pushing like 200 gig if you get everything right now. But uh, still 100 gig to download is quite a bit. Microsoft is actually going to have a boxed set. And because not everybody has HD, you know, DVDs, that can like fit 50 gig on a disc. They're releasing a DVD version. It's 10 discs. Which is the problem I have
0: is I don't even have a DVD ROM anymore. Like I don't even I don't even have a place to put that. So uh, I guess I guess that's maybe the demographic of the people who are playing these types of games. I don't know. Well,
1: I mean, I I wouldn't say that. I I would say that part of their demographic is going to be those that are in areas that maybe they just don't have that much bandwidth on their download that, you know, it's just going to take them forever. So Uh, The nice thing is that they can get this and it's got, you know, the base game. It's got the, uh, the base maps that they have and even have some of the optional things in it that they don't necessarily need to install to play the game. And once they get that installed, there will be a modest down. You still have to download something. Even though you got a boss box set, you still have to download something. That's the age that we live in. But uh, but there will be a modest download at that point uh, in in order to make the game fully playable. Uh, so I, I can see that, you know, granted, we live in an area where we have fast Internet, but not every area has that. Uh, we know True. people that we work with that live in areas that barely get one megabit download. So if you could imagine 100 gig over that, it's going to take a little while.
0: They'll, they'll probably release the next version by that time.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Uh, so next up is our cyberpunk twenty seventy seven uh weekly update as I feel like we talk about this game every week uh, in some shape or fashion almost as much as satisfactory yeah it's it's i mean this game is even out yet, but it's just obviously it's the hype, and you know we're looking for it and speaking of the hype, we talked about the xbox uh, game pass earlier um and if you're not familiar with the Xbox game pass like you said, it's subscription based you get it like over a hundred games um and you can pay like five dollars a month on the lowest tier up to I think 15 for the ultimate, which uh, gives you the PC playable as well. Um, so obviously people are starting to think, cause even with uh, some of the newer games that were released, like with Xbox, um, they released it on Xbox Game Pass. So like Outer Worlds, I was able to play that immediately um, when it was released for free on the Xbox Pass. So people are starting to think the rumors on, online too, like, well, maybe, maybe Cyberpunk will be a part of that. How great would that be, I mean, right? that'd just be the icing on the cake, right? Well, uh, that rumor has been shot down um, so Radek, the, uh, the uh, lead PR manager or developer at Project CD Red, um, responded to a tweet from a person and said, uh, a person said, I don't know, let's use Cyberpunk, for example. Microsoft play, uh, pays to get it on uh, Game Pass Day 1, but it's still available on Stadia PC, PlayStation for 60 bucks, And Microsoft doesn't have to pay or replace the missed revenue for PlayStation, only Xbox. So only about, you know, maybe one to four, three months. And Raddock responded to him and he said, you have to pick another example, Jeff. No Game Pass plans for Cyberpunk 2077. So right. That has been squashed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is I wasn't expecting it on Game Pass. Anyway, I mean, it is a full triple A game and it, right. Yes, there could be a third party. Because remember, first party, yes, goes on Game Pass. And that's 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 because Microsoft owns the studios. I mean, that makes sense for them. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, outer wilds, not necessarily, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a triple a game, but it's pretty close. Uh, but it's one of the exceptions there. I don't expect a full triple a third party game to come free day and date on Xbox game pass. So I think people are kind of crazy if they were thinking about that was going to happen. Um, but your mileage may vary. I mean, I'm not surprised by this. This doesn't shock yeah. me a single bit.
0: They need Project CD Red needs to get paid. I mean, they they need to make the sixty dollars per game that people are going to buy because, right. like I said, it's it's you know they they spent their blood and sweat and tears in it. And if uh, there's actually actually that's a good podcast. I don't know why I just thought about this. It's called Blood Sweat and Tears and it's uh, or uh, <laughs> Blood Sweat and Pixels essentially. And it talks about different game studios and the struggles they had to go through. And actually, Project CD Red is one of those. And how they it's a good good listen if you listen to it. It talks about how they. Um, came from Poland. Uh, Poland were an area that not have gaming and it was a lot of like uh, kind of like underground type gaming things going on. Uh, it's good. To listen, I would check it out. But uh, if you listen to that, you know where they're coming from. They need to make money. Just, just pay them. Pay them.
1: Right. Are we going to make that thing now that we call out a podcast every episode? That'd be fun.
0: Yeah, might as well.
1: <laughs> now, uh, so talking about things that I wasn't expecting, so, so this this leaked and this is a recent leak. This was just like uh, I think today or yesterday. Somebody leaked a picture of a Lego set of an enemy. Oh, this picture. If you're showing the picture, it's it this is sick. This picture. It it is well, for those of us listening, they can't see it, but uh yeah. you know, they can also look this up. Uh and 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 Lego confirmed it. This is actually gonna be a thing. It is a Lego NES. It's it's uh you know the NES console, it looks like maybe half scale, maybe two-thirds scale. It doesn't look like one-to-one. Um again. and it's got a small little cartridge of Super Mario Brothers, it even has an old-time console TV which with what looks like a Super Mario Brothers level on it, and apparently. There's a crank in the back and if you crank the little crank that it's actually going to show the level move by and of course repeat after a while. Uh, So I this thing looks amazing. I don't know what I would like to get more between this and the like $800 Millennium Falcon that they have for the Lego set. But this thing really looks good. And it looks like one of the things that you would build and put there as a conversation starter. If anyone ever comes by your house again, after like COVID, like decimates us and turns us into a zombie nation.
0: I'm sure you'll see some on some streams apparently uh, eventually behind you somewhere, you know?
1: Yeah. But uh, yeah, this thing looks pretty cool.
0: So speaking of also pretty cool, I think there was a new game.
1: Oh yes, sorry. Uh, ah, yeah, here I am, two in a row. We're going back and forth, and I totally mess that up. We but, have to uh, do it sometimes, just to just to mix it up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. So there's a new game coming out August thirteenth, and it. So tell me if this happens to you, my good sir, that you are just peacefully sitting in your house, and across the wall, just. Not not bugging anyone at all, walks this little harmless spider, and your significant other or other person in your house, or maybe even yourself, depending on on how you feel about this.
0: Depends on how big the spider is.
1: Uh, freaks out and says, "Kill it now." Yep. Kill it with fire, because that's the game. I would. Oh, (laughs) August. August 13th, kill it with fire comes out. And it is all about the concept that spiders are coming into your house and you have various means of destruction to kill them, whether it's uh, uh, literally uh, like an aerosol can with a lighter on it to, to try to burn them. A, a full flamethrower. Uh, they have a gun. You can shoot the spiders. You,
0: of course, have a flamethrower in your house. Of course, and if you know, and, 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 and,
1: and yes, your house will catch fire uh you have a iron, you know frying pan you can hit them with uh you know just all these different things to kill these spiders and and the sound oh you have to go watch the trailer on this just the sound as they're walking around like kill one and then you hear it somewhere else and you're like where is it where is it so yes kill it with fire is coming out check it out i i like just dropped out of nowhere had no clue this is coming out and i'm looking at this I'm like going OK, this is like my significant other incarnate. She's going to love this.
0: That's awesome. Now for some sad news. Uh, it's kind of bad that I said that, but uh, relating to Microsoft has already announced that they're stopping the production of the Xbox one uh, X and the S a D. The sad, the sad, the S all digital version. Um, not really a surprise. I mean, we know that we have the new consoles already coming out, um, but it's one of those things that was kind of short-lived. Um, we were hoping that we'd have like a digital or they were kind of hoping that we'd have like sort of the only digital type console um, that some people would you know prefer to buy uh, because you have to download most of these updates anyway. It's not like you can pop a game in. I mean, you always see the, the articles of people posting like, hey, I just bought the new Battlefield and here I am downloading another 10 gigs of update." And uh, so, you know, it's the thing that we're always going to be doing at this point. But now with the new consoles, it's not surprised they're they're pulling it.
1: Yeah. And and it's it's odd because, you know, okay, the X. Yes, because the X is going to be a little too close to the rumored series S, which is going to be the lower of the new consoles. So even though that they have greater CPU power in that they're reducing the GPU power in that one, so it was going to be kind of comparable to the X, uh, the one X. Oh, my God, this is going to be very difficult to differentiate. I was gonna
0: say, at what point are they going to just change the name? Because, I mean, at this point, we've had the Xbox, the Xbox well, one the Xbox 360. Yeah, well, I mean, they X. have
1: changed it. They, they're they're pulling an iPhone it's it's the Xbox. It's the iPhone. It's the iPhone seven the 8, or whatever, you know, but they're calling it the Xbox. And then now it's just the Xbox. Series X. Their, their problem was keeping the X and the S, really, yeah. if you think about it, because it makes it hard to dif- hard to talk about. But yeah, it makes sense that they got rid of the X. Uh, but getting rid of the S all digital, apparently the sales were better on the standard S that has a DVD drive in it, uh, HD DVD drive to be specific of uh, a 4k version of it really, versus the S all digital, the sales just weren't there. So I guess they decided to kill that one off as well. So very interesting. All right. Okay. so. Speaking of interesting, we are all used to the fact and we have talked about this in a prior podcast that we're not necessarily the fan of video game movies, you know, movies based on video game franchise, because more often than not, they just they missed the mark entirely and they just aren't there, right? And there's Typically. a couple of good ones. I mean, yeah, maybe it hasn't aged very well, but the first Mortal Kombat really excited people. Um but for, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> for the most part. See, yeah, there you go. For the and like I said, it hasn't aged well.
0: I don't know if you could say excited. <laughs>
1: Hey people were excited at the time that was a, that was a while back. I liked uh, it better than
0: the street Fighter so
1: oh God, that was even worse uh, uh, but I mean the people uh, doing Street Fighter were very excited about you know making that movie so but yeah we we've we've already said that in general we're not exactly a fan of taking video game property and making a movie so that's why it's really interesting that a twenty four uh who are creating the Green Knight and that's a um Arthurian Legend, you know, King Arthur legend-based movie. And because of COVID-19 that pandemic, uh, that it's kind of been delayed indefinitely. So they're releasing Green Knight as a tabletop role-playing game. So now we're going the opposite way. We took a movie and we're making a game out of it. Um, and it's it's very fun watching the trailer. The, the trailer in many ways is like watching a small snippet of stranger things, because you just see these kids uh, and very period kids too. They, they don't seem like they're 2020 and they're playing the game and like they're throwing the dice and they're throwing up their arms. Believe me, I role play game and I throw up my arms too. So I'm not trying to make fun of them. I do the same thing, yeah. but uh, it, it's just, it's just a great trailer Uh, It looks like they made a a fun little game. It looks like they actually put some effort into the book. Uh, It comes with a single D20 die, comes with a map of the area. So just thought it was intriguing that now we're going the other way. We're taking a movie, making a game out of it.
0: Hey, whatever we have to do. Speaking of the same topic where we have a game, you know, a book series turn into a game, game turn into a Netflix series, The Witcher. Um, So uh, yesterday, or actually today, we had a post of Henry Cavill. Um, He actually is posting on his Instagram that he's building a new PC, and he has a video of himself putting together. uh, As if you guys, (laughs) if if you follow him, he he definitely is an avid gamer, and why he picked The Witcher 3 series, um, or The Witcher series on Netflix, is because he was a huge Witcher 3 fan and really enjoyed (laughs) playing the character, and uh, really, really, really liked it. Um, but yeah, he's, he's obviously an avid gamer. He's, he's got a video on his Instagram if you want to check it out and it's just been him basically building his PC and it's, and it doesn't have like, uh, like you can tell it's not really sponsored by, it's not like an advertisement. Um, yeah, he has the parts in the video. He shows you what he's building. It's using like a Ryzen here. Uh, so it's, it's obviously there, but it's, um, it's more about him building it. And it's actually pretty sweet. So if you get a chance, I would check it out on Instagram. Uh,
1: yeah, I've, I've looked at it a little bit too. And, uh, He's, he's got some like 70s funk on the background and uh, it's it's got some humor in it. Uh, I, I highly recommend everybody checking it out, whether whether you're a Henry Cavill fan or whether you're a PC gamer or whatever. It's amusing. It's kind of cool. Check it out. OK, at this point, uh, we would normally sit there and say, hey, it's email time and we wouldn't have any emails uh, so, just to remind everybody, if you want to have a chance at your email being read aloud on this podcast, you simply need to email us at goa, forgot our attention, goa at sassgaming.com. That's S A S S gaming.com. So, Mike, do we have any emails today? I heard we got some spam.
0: Oh, look. I'm checking. Uh, yeah, actually, we did get some spam. Uh, we did receive two emails about uh, spreading our our uh, podcast at different places. Uh, not sure if that's safe, especially with COVID. I'm time. glad you but said that. I spread. thought you were
1: going to say spreading or seed or something.
0: Yeah, I don't want to really spread anything right now. So, um, But um, out of the three emails that we did get, two were spam, and one was actually from a, uh, a follower. Uh, uh, so this email came in from a person named Sark, and uh, it talks about um, he goes into the uh, email talking about He uh, really enjoys the podcast and things, and one of the things that really he did enjoy uh, was the story that we covered on Animal Crossing, uh, basically talking about the memorials. And uh, from what he said was, it said uh, there was, um, when you guys were talking about the in-game memorials, the first thing that came to his mind was the case of the information management officer from the U.S. government that was killed in the Benghazi attacks in September 2020, or 2012, sorry. I believe there was a movie about this. I'm reading the email. Uh, This comes from... uh, this case comes to mind as I was playing Eve, back, EVE online back in the day and his death was like a hammer thrown at the whole EVE community since he was one of the top dogs of the biggest corporations, kind of like the guilds they have in the game that had thousands of players in it. And to make a long story short, an immense amount of players in EVE decided to hold a live memorial for him and it was a beauty to behold. So uh, much like all of the stories that I've heard about EVE online, is always some really intricate story of how there's some sort of espionage or something going on. Um, just like that, there's another story of Eve Online people coming together and actually holding a memorial mm-hmm. for someone who, you know, that lost their life and they, that was an avid uh, person that was in the community. So yeah, I think um, yeah,
1: I think if I remember correctly, I actually remember reading an article about this, and uh, yeah, it was great. It was everybody coming together, having that in-game memorial. Um, and I think even since then, that there's been another one where the game developers actually put an in-game memorial. I don't think it was necessarily the same person. I think it was uh, a, another incident since then, uh, where there was a massive battle, and they and they have a memorial to a uh, person within that battle as well. Uh, but no, that that's that's amazing. It's it's really great to see. Uh, we also heard uh, recently about. Um, a youtube streamer that had passed away that uh you know everybody came together in wow because he was a wow streamer um and you know literally thousands of people came together and did an in-game memorial for that as well so it's it's really touching to see that people that have the same passion that we do are coming together and you know trying to remember the good things about people within the games that we've played and, uh, you know, try to move forward positively and, you know, try to affect the world that way instead of adding some negativity to the world. So it's very good to see right.
0: that. Yeah. Well, so we appreciate that email, Sarg. Uh, thanks for writing in, appreciate the kind words and obviously the story that you had to share with us. That was also really awesome. Um, so that's going to kind of wrap it up for us today uh, for this week. And if, uh, obviously, if you are listening to the podcast, you can check us out on all of your podcasts different sites uh, we also have uh, we stream live at 9 o'clock now 9 p.m eastern time on Twitch uh, you can usually catch us on uh, Phoenix underscore Nova's account which is 2N so P-H-O-E-N-N-I-X underscore N-O-V-A and um, I'm Zycia X-Y-C-I-A uh, like I said Thursday nights at 9 p.m um, so if you like what you heard you can follow us on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter and uh, feel free to you know uh, send us an email and we can maybe potentially uh, check it out So uh, email again g o a at s a s s gaming dot com. Until next week, guys uh, and gals, uh, you have a great day.
1: Have a great week.